Welcome to the Engineer Soft Skills Podcast. My mission is to help engineers develop their soft skills and break through the barriers of social anxiety to show up more boldly at work, create awesome friendships, improve their dating and relationships, and build lives that they love. Welcome to the Engineer Soft Skills Podcast. On this one, we are talking about how to make great decisions. So decisions are everything. Making great decisions, especially in the workplace, is literally what you're there to do. If you're an engineer, you're working in the information knowledge business. You are not likely there building stuff or working with your hands. Maybe you are, but... Largely what matters in any case is your ability to make great decisions, is your ability to analyze your options and decide between them and make the best decision that's going to most positively benefit you, your the company that you're working at, and your coworkers, and everything like that. And decisions matter on a variety of different levels. You can be making decisions financially you can be making decisions based on what is the most safe and often you're balancing all these different variables you are considering a variety of different things and it can get overwhelming it can be difficult so obviously great decisions are incredibly important and the better and better you can make great decisions the better off you are going to be and in this episode of the podcast i am talking about a variety of different frameworks or different filters that you can use to run your decisions through to make sure that you are making great decisions. So the first thing I want to talk about when it comes to making great decisions is the 80-20 principle. And I learned this in an awesome book called The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss, which is largely the inspiration for me starting this engineer soft skills and the podcast and videos and everything like that. Um, But anyway, Tim Ferriss in that book talks about the 80-20 principle and how it essentially means that 20% of your inputs are resulting in 80% of your outputs. Or 20% of the things that you do are resulting in 80% of the results. So this can come up in the sense that 20%, and obviously it's not exactly 20 and 80%. However, it's it's shown as close to that. And there are a variety of ways that this shows up in life. And it's important to understand in the world of productivity and in the world of decision-making. It shows up in the sense of the distribution of wealth, where I believe it's actually something more like 10% of people own 90% of the wealth or the land or the money. And when it comes to decision making, why is this so important? Well, when you recognize that just 20% of your reaction of of your actions result in 80% of your results, you can start making taking the actions that have a higher and higher impact. And in doing so, you're going to be much more impactful. And You can use this not only once, but once you use the 80-20 principle and you are now spending more like 80% of your time doing what was once the 20% of activities, 
that were resulting in 80% of the results, well, now you are much more effective, much more impactful. You've picked the right activities to work on. And you can do it again. You can later on, when you've developed this higher level of effectiveness, you can again reflect on, okay, what is the 20% within this band that is now resulting in 80% of the impacts? So consider the 80-20 principle and pick the right things to work on. Where are you going to have a lever? Where are you going to have a lot of leverage from picking the correct things to focus on? The next is a concept called Occam's Razor, which is essentially just that often the simplest explanation or the simplest solution is the best. Now, this isn't always the case, but it's a really helpful way of thinking about decisions because often people can overcomplicate things. I find this especially common amongst engineers where there's a desire to pack in more features and pack in more over-designed things and consider all these different solutions, all these different, you know, when it comes to mechanical engineering, adding a bunch of different components. Often the best solution is the simplest. And when you can really simplify things, I mean, I think of Apple and Steve Jobs as an excellent example of picking the simplest solutions to the problems that they were facing. This is a really great way to, a really great framework for making decisions. Again, it's not always applicable, but it's often really helpful. The next thing to think about when it comes to making decisions is making quick decisions. Now, this sounds a little bit silly. Of course, you would rather make a quick decision than deliberate over something, but I find that oftentimes I am just waiting for more information or I'm delaying my decision for I'm not even sure what. <laughs> and I find that the more I can just, if I truly do need more information, if I truly do need more analysis or to run it by different people, great. But if it's a low-impact decision, if it's not going to cost the company a ton of money, if it's not going to have major impacts to something like safety or quality or anything like that, well, making a quick decision is almost always the best way to go. Making a decision with the information that you have. And a lot of the time, getting more information is not actually helpful. We think it will be. We think having all the data and all the details and everything possible in front of us will be helpful. But often that can end up being either confusing or can just sort of muddle things. And we're not sure what is the most important information to focus on. So making quick decisions where it makes sense at least is a very important thing to think about. The next is to think long term. I was learning a little bit about the way that Jeff Bezos, the founder and CEO of Amazon, thinks. And he basically puts everything through this lens of long term. When he, you can look at his letters that he was writing in 1997, I believe, to shareholders. And he's basically calling his shots. He's basically stating what Amazon is going to be doing. You know, we're now 23 years later, which is kind of crazy. But he's saying, we're going to build this internet marketplace and 
uh, you know, it doesn't exist right now, but what we're working toward is this thing that in 50, 100 years, we're going to be so much better than everybody else because of the things that we're doing today. And a lot of that decision-making in the early days has led to Amazon being so successful because they were thinking so far ahead, so long-term. They weren't trying to make a quick buck that day or that year or even in a five-year period. They were recognizing, listen, technology, computers are going to improve and improve and improve, and let's be ready for where things are going to be at years and years from now rather than optimizing for the near term. And I think that's a brilliant way to go. Obviously, you want things to last long. You want your company to be positioned well for the future. You want, I think, in your own life to think of things long term. I like to put in place habits and routines and things that I know, you know, maybe it'll be fairly low impact. You won't notice too much over the course of a month or even a year. But if I am to keep up a habit of, say, working out and meditating in the morning, in 10 years, that's going to have a major impact. And compared to somebody who is thinking more short-term and would rather do things like sleep in, you know, because it would feel good that day, the long-term solution wins out over the long term. <laughs> it's obvious. Is that I still use that sense. The next is... Something called getting things done, which I learned, I'm being redundant again, but I learned from the book called Getting Things Done by David Allen. And he talks about a framework for considering just stuff that, basically stuff that is put before you. Stuff that comes into your inbox, whether it's your email inbox or just tasks that are on your plate, where there's a great, you can look up the GTD um, flowchart online. I recommend doing this. Um, but basically you have the opportunity to either do it now, delegate it, put it in a waiting for folder, or put it in a projects folder, or a variety of other things. And he gives you sort of the the things you should be thinking about as you make each of those decisions. And when you can do something like this, that means that anything that gets put onto your plate is well organized and you know what you have to do with it and then when it's time to take that action it's very simple and it's organized for your brain david allen says that people are really good at thinking about things they're not very good at thinking of things so the more that you can store away and have a system in place for handling the way that you're going to deal with different tasks and projects and inputs is really, really helpful. In general, I think putting in place systems, doing a, a good amount of thinking in the upfront, in the near term, and then allowing that system to do work for you over the long term, you know, it's kind of figured out once and then you can largely set it and forget it and it's paying dividends for you later on when it's everything systematized and it's just done automatically rather than having to make the decision over and over again. And that brings me into my last point, which is make less decisions. If you can, it is always better to just make the decision once to have a general rule. Okay, 
I've noticed this thing happens for me every single day. Well, I want to just make a rule for how to handle that. So if you are, they talk about this with Steve Jobs again, where he wore the same clothes, the same outfit every single day. He would wear his black t-shirt and his jeans. He would wear that every day because he said, okay, I'm kind of wasting mental energy on having to make this decision about what am I going to wear. I'm making that decision every day, and that's there's decision fatigue associated with that. And that's that's taking away from my creative energy and my ability to think about problems throughout the day. So he said, okay, well, I'm just going to make this decision once. I'm going to buy a ton of jeans and black t-shirts, and then I'm just going to wear them every single day. Boom, that decision is just taken care of, and I don't have to worry about it ever again, really. So where can you do this in your life? Where can you do this in your engineering job? Are you, do you have a rule for how you filter your emails? Do you have a rule for um, how you deal with a certain software task? Do you, have, do you have that systematized? Or is that something that you are just deciding fresh and new each time it comes onto your plate? So that was a variety of things to consider. To recap real quickly for you guys, we have the 80-20 principle where 80% of the results come from 20% of the actions or inputs. We have Occam's razor, thinking about the simplest solution. We have making quick decisions. We have thinking for the long term, like Jeff Bezos. We have GTD, or just systemizing in general, but the getting things done flowchart I think is a really great way to think about this. And then making less decisions. And if you can decide on something once and never have to think about it again, that is a great way to go about decision making. So again, there you have it. That is this episode on how to make great decisions. I hope that you were able to take something valuable from this and put it directly into your life. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Engineer Soft Skills Podcast. If you're interested in more, you can go to engineersoftskills.com to check out more videos, podcasts, articles, and to download a free PDF called The Ultimate Guide to Soft Skills. This is a 25-page ebook covering the best of what I've learned on how to level up your soft skills to improve your social life, dating life, and career. Again, thank you for listening.